This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. What's up and welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Getting ready to wrap up week 11. Got your waiver wire information coming for you in a little bit. Thanksgiving, the holiday time is here. So don't forget SI Fantasy Plus for that stretch run. Mike, what's going on with you, my man? Hey, man, all good. The Cowboys won a game. I, how about I that? don't know how I feel about that, but we're – it's so crazy, dude. We are tied for the division lead in wins. Yeah, no. It's, that, <laughs> that's, that's real pathetic, dude. Yeah, it, it really is. There's nothing to brag about. For Jerry no. Jones to get a home playoff game at 6-10, and 10, he'll take it. But um, you know what I mean? It's like, wow. The NFC East is pitiful. Pitiful. Really bad. And, you know, it's so interesting that I heard a stat yesterday. This might be the first time ever that there is nine teams in the AFC that have at least seven wins. In my mind, I immediately said that's because the AFC North is beating up on the NFC East. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. They're getting free wins. Yeah, dude, free wins. I mean, so, hell, I mean – Cleveland, since we haven't played uh, the Bengals at this point, but that'll be that'll be down the line. But yeah, I mean, Steelers ten and zero. I don't think it's any coincidence that they get the NFC least this season. Yep. All right. So big story. One of the big stories uh, coming into yesterday, coming into the weekend, and then yesterday was the situation in New Orleans with Taysom Hill. Now, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston is the backup. Was you know was is on the team. And I think throughout the course of the week, everybody thought that Jameis Winston was going to be the guy. Yep. Well, Sean Payton said that, no, that Taysom Hill was going to be the guy. And apparently some people inside the organization was upset about it. Whatever the case may be, Taysom Hill got to start. And to be honest with you, Mike, he played well. But the other situation with this was on ESPN, Taysom Hill it was allowed to be played as a tight end. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
he was a tight end all year. So he's he hasn't been a quarterback, Corey. He's been yes. a tight end the whole year on ESPN. So obviously that's huge because as a quarterback, and I'll give you an example. I'm in a Yahoo league. He's owned in about 40% of the leagues. Yeah. On ESPN, it's over 80 because he's got tight end eligibility. Um, I don't know what's going to happen this week, but I think there's at least a very good chance ESPN is going to remove that tight end eligibility from Taysom Hill. And if they do, uh, and I have friends there that are great, I won't play on that platform again. You can't do I that. Agree. You can't do that. You guys made the decision that Taysom Hill is a quarter, is not a quarterback. He's a tight end. Whatever it was based on, I don't know. I'm not privy to that information. But based on offensive snaps, whatever the case may be, Corey, he was a tight end. And you don't take away that eligibility. You just don't. You don't do it. You make him a quarterback and that's it. You got cute and now you're going to get burned. And think about it. So I understand that there's people out there who are saying, well, I didn't get Taysom Hill. And now the guy I'm playing this week's got two quarterbacks in his lineup. And this is not a super flex league. Okay. That's ESPN's fault. That's not the player who added Taysom Hill and intelligently. That's the right thing to do. Exactly. Right. Intelligently. Right. Exactly. So that's, that's part of playing on the ESPN platform this year is that Taysom Hill was a tight end. If you take the eligibility away, you screw a lot of people. Okay. What happens if I used a bunch of my fab budget because my tight end position stunk and I got Taysom Hill at tight end? What if I, for example, had some depth at running back, dropped Damian Harris, wouldn't have dropped him otherwise, okay? But my tight end is bad and I don't really need a quarterback, but Taysom Hill's a tight end. So I dropped Damian Harris. I picked up Taysom Hill. Somebody else picked up Damian Harris. I wouldn't have dropped him, but I dropped him because I could use Taysom Hill at tight end. And they take the eligibility away. I lost Damian Harris. And now Taysom Hill's worthless to me because I already have Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or whatever the case may be. What if somebody out there picked up Taysom Hill, then traded him to a team that was going to use him as a tight end? Now there's a possibility you can't. Again, I have friends there. They're smart as hell. This was a mistake. You can't change a player's eligibility. What happens, Corey, if this week coming up against Denver, I believe they have next on the schedule, they use Jameis Winston for one series and Taysom Hill lines up at tight end twice, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know that that's not going to happen. You can't do it. And I'll tell you this. If ESPN does change the eligibility or take it away, they're going to lose a lot of customers, uh, including me. And I would also suggest that commissioners out there either have a league vote or make a stand and say, you know what? I'm letting whoever grabbed Taysom Hill as a tight end, whoever used a waiver priority, whoever used fab budget, I'm going to let them continue to use Taysom Hill as a tight end. I'll just change the points on the back end every single week. And it is what it is. And I, and I would agree with you on that. Cause it's, 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 it's honestly, first of all, once the season starts, the rules that are in place when the season starts are the rules that the season finishes exactly. with number one. 100% in my in my opinion. Secondly, so you mean to tell me I use him at tight end all season and now I can't anymore? Well, what about, are you going to take away the points from the weeks when he was my tight end? So it's like you got to kind of go back and undo all of that stuff. You made a mistake with it going into the year. Remember Marquise Colson was a tight end. Even though he was a wide receiver, it was different. 
But, you know, you made a mistake with it going into the season. You got burnt with it. You have to let him remain tight and eligible. I, I really think it would be, you know, listen, 2020 has been a, a tough year for fantasy. That would be one of the craziest things right there on top of it. And you know what, dude? I mean, as we're, as we're, you know, taping this, we're still obviously in, in week uh, 12 uh, or week 11. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be eligible at tight end next week as of like Wednesday or Thursday. I feel like they're going to change it. Um, There's been some tweets that have been posted that are sort of, it, it seems like that's going to be what happens. And if it does, if I worked for ESPN, I'd stay off of social media for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it could it could get ugly. If I was if if I was also speaking of staying off of social media, if I was the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, I would stay oh, off of social media for a couple dude. of weeks too. Because let me tell you something. We talked about it earlier this year. I think it might be time to start kicking around, kicking the tires on a new quarterback in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's not Matt Ryan was pitiful yesterday dude i mean he cannot put up numbers without julio jones he can't yeah and once julio went out of that was and and ryan had been wildly successful in his career in new orleans he didn't even score six points now now here's here's the here's the conundrum okay the nfl is a week-to-week league they've got the raiders coming up next the raiders defense is bad if julio jones is active i'm still playing matt ryan if i don't have a better option the good news is that there's no buys this week so maybe you don't have to go down that road and potentially start Matt Ryan. But if Julio is back in 100%, Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan's a good play based on the matchup. But boy, that was a disappointment, man. Uh, I started Matt Ryan in one of my leagues, in a guillotine league. I, I survived, Ooh, but barely. In a guillotine league, that's tough. Barely, dude, barely. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire saved my bacon last night. Yeah. Nah, that's tough in those guillotine leagues. You know, you can't really t- take a single digit at the quarterback position. Dude, I, yeah, oh, it was but, brutal, man. It was bad. Alvin Kamara wasn't great yesterday, but he wasn't bad either, Mike. No, nah, but you know what, though? I mean, when, when Taysom Hill is scoring, you know, two touchdowns on the yeah. ground, Makes and you've it got Alvin Kamara, you're thinking, oh, shoot, man, what is this now? I mean, am I going to lose goal line opportunities to the to – the, I mean, we're, we're looking at – I'm looking at the numbers right now. I mean, yeah, you said he wasn't terrible. Right now, tied for 25th among running backs in points for the week. That's not great, man. I mean, you know? I mean he had that rushing touchdown. I, I believe it was his first career game where he didn't catch a pass. And that's bad. That's really bad. He was targeted once. That's it. That hurts, yeah. man. That that really hurts. I mean, Tony Pollard had more points than Camara. Shout out to Tony Pollard, too. He got it done. Yeah. Um, who has been more impressive this season? Steelers, young wide receivers, or James Robinson? You know what? I'm going to go with James Robinson because he's kind of doing it on him, on his own, right? I mean, the Steelers wide receivers have the benefit of Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to the Hall of Fame. If it was Mason Rudolph under center, they'd all stink, okay? We saw that last year. <laughs> Chase Claypool is amazing. But it's all about team. Like, you know, you, you can't suggest if Chase Claypool went to the Jaguars that he would be this good. Of course he wouldn't. The NFL is a team sport. I mean, it's a team no game. So, so like, yeah, he fell into a great spot, man. I mean, Deontay Johnson's been bananas good, too. They don't freaking run the ball anymore. I mean, they're just throwing they it all over the point. Right? I mean, James Conner had another black game yesterday. So, but uh, it's James Robinson. It, it's an undrafted rookie out of Illinois State, the Redbirds, right? Nobody heard of this guy. We had a draft class that had DeAndre Swift and Glide uh, Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, I like to call him Glide. And... 
a whole bunch of other really good running backs. J.K. Dobbins, there's there's more. Jonathan Taylor. And this kid's the best one, and it's not even close. Not even, not even close. close. He has been tremendous. I remember on my SiriusXM show, back in the non-existent preseason, I was talking to Fred Taylor. And Fred mentioned him, and I'm like, ooh, that's a name I got to remember. Uh, he's been better than advertised. Shout out to Fred Taylor. Um, Love Fred. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Fred Taylor guy. Got some did get some bad news yesterday when it come when it comes to uh, uh, this year's rookie class. Uh, number one draft pick, reigning Heisman Trophy guy. Just a guy that we've been familiar with the la- over the course of the last year, and the greatness and the effortlessness that he plays the quarterback position. What we see Joe Burrow go down, tear his yeah, ACL, could be some more damage. Really sucks right there. What happened with Joe Burrow? But shout out to Joe Burrow, Mike. That's a really uh, it's a really big injury, but we hope that Burrow is back and healthy and ready to go in week one next year. Yeah, man, that one stunk. Um, and I don't even care about fantasy football. I just like Joe Burrow, and I think he's yeah, no the best superstar in this league for a long, long time. Uh, we have to talk about, of course, the, the the fantasy implications here. I don't want any shares of any Bengals anymore. Maybe Geo. Ryan Finley stinks. I'm sorry. Uh, he stinks. He is a bad quarterback. He shouldn't be a backup quarterback in this league. He should be a, a guy who's inactive every single week that injury in my opinion is going to make Tyler Boyd harder to start obviously it's going to make T Higgins way harder to start obviously and it's going to basically any defense playing the Bengals like the Giants this week right in the streaming conversation that like that's how bad he is Finley's a bad quarterback and uh, I mean unless unless he does a 360 or a 180 uh he is he is a target for defensive matchups. He had, what, three completions on 10 attempts yesterday and had a pick. He's not a good player. And that is going to decimate that offense rest of the season. Now that offense is in the toilet for the rest of the season. I agree with you 100% on that one, Mike. From a dynasty standpoint, if you're going for it, if you're going flags fly forever like my guy Corey Swartz would always say, if you're going for it and you have T. Higgins in a dynasty league, do you trade him? Mm-mm. No, you just don't, you just hang tight. Hang tight. T. Higgins is going to be the next AJ Green in Cincinnati. He's going to be. You're going to see Joe Burrow and T. Higgins become one of the most prominent and productive quarterback and wide receiver combos in the league o- over the next few seasons. I really truly believe that. I thought it when they drafted him. I said maybe not this year. Of course, he's been very good, better than advertised. But that combo has a shot to be very successful down the. Uh, you know, down the course of the next few seasons. I agree with you on that one. Uh, the Washington football team, have they found a running back? <laughs> yeah, man. I love Antonio Gibson, man. I loved him when they drafted him. I loved him even more when Adrian Peterson got released. He's their guy. He's a good player. He's versatile. And they're giving him the football, right? So it was odd because like yesterday, it was more Peyton Barber than it was J.D. McKissick. So anybody who started McKissick, uh, sort of got burned in that game. The targets weren't there. And if he doesn't catch the ball, he's worthless, really. But that's our guy. And he's got our Cowboys on Thanksgiving this week. So I never say a guy like Antonio Gibson's a must start. He's a damn good one, though. He should be a good one. The Cowboys are playing better defense. But I think Gibson, listen, it's hard to put a player that's been playing as well as Gibson uh, on the bench. Um, you know, and the, obviously the rest of the the Washington football team, you already know it's only nothing, nothing there but McLaurin. Right. Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Man, this Patriot passing game, bro. What the? What, it's crazy. They can't do nothing. But Cam had a good game, though, yesterday. He did, but... He threw fantasy. 365. I mean, he had 19 points. 
And he didn't he didn't really do a whole heck of a lot on the ground. I mean, like he had I think he had like six yards rushing. So like yeah. they Mere Bird got in the mix. What's funny is that the guy who we all started, Jacoby Meyer, didn't do anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Meyer came back yeah. and you know he got a bunch of targets and, and Bird was involved as well. But Cam, hey, I gotta give him credit. There he had a game uh maybe three, four weeks ago. I think it was about four. He was brutal. And, you know, Edelman was out. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this is the end. You know, uh, he hadn't been right after he came back from COVID. He's turned it around. And I'm starting him this week, too. I mean, Arizona, that's going to be a shootout, man. I mean, they're going to have to run the football and have success uh, on the ground. And maybe even through the air game script could demand that Cam's got to throw the football. You got to give him credit. I mean, he's he's playing with nobody's out there, Corey. It's not, he's not winning. I mean, yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, uh, although they, you know, they, they beat the Ravens, but I don't know that, I don't know that the Patriots are, are a real contender to begin with right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, this Brandon Cooks thing is, is interesting to me because he's been one of the most inconsistent fantasy assets over the last five years, but it seems like he's getting it done this year. I'm definitely afraid to like, if you're, if he's on your team, First of all, I don't, I don't, I don't have him on any teams because I just don't, I just stay away from Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him this season and what he's been able to do? And can he be a player you can count on weeks 14, 15, and 16? He's been good. And now, I mean, look at look at that that wide receiver group. I a little bit banged up, right? I mm-hmm. mean, Randall Cobb got hurt uh, yesterday. Yep. So, I mean, you look at the numbers and the targets are just there, right? He only had five against the Patriots. In the previous five games, he had eight, nine, 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 and 12, right? Uh, Scoring anywhere from 10 points to 30. And Deshaun Watson's playing at a really high level. If that team was any good, we'd be talking about him for an MVP. Uh, He's not going to get that. He's he's been great this season. Ever since Bill O'Brien got fired. I wonder why, Corey. You know, I mean, I wonder why. So he's been great. He's been very good. And Brandon Cooks, I remember back in the non-existent preseason where I was like going back and forth. I'm like, eh, is, is Fuller going to be the better wide receiver? I think talent wise he is, but he's always hurt. Brandon Cooks is going to be, is going to be involved. Fuller's been great. He's been the better of the two guys, but Brandon Cooks has been pretty close lately, especially. So, I mean, he's a guy that I'm just keeping in my lineup. They've got Detroit this week on Thanksgiving. I, he's just in my lineup, dude. I mean, if I've got Brandon Cooks and you know, he's my three or my flex, why take him out? The opportunities are going to be there. The points are going to be there. So uh, he's been pretty good. And that Houston, that Houston team can't run the ball. Their offensive line stinks. Uh, Laramie Tunsil was hurt, was uh, ill this past weekend, so he didn't play. Duke Johnson, it's he, I mean, I don't know oh if it's God. Duke or the old line. The numbers are not there, Ooh, man. I miss I miss David Johnson, dude. I know. Not a Duke, the Duke Johnson experiment. If you had to put him in your lineup, boy, I feel and he's terrible. He's got Detroit. For you. He's got Detroit this week. You're like, oh damn it, man. The matchup's right there for me. But he's a flex at best at this point. Yeah, no doubt. You can't really trust uh Duke Johnson. You can trust Dallas Goddard. You can't <laughs> trust his quarter. You can't trust his quarterback, though. Dude, Carson Wentz stinks. He's been bad, <laughs> dude. He's been bad. Like, and I get it, you know, the weather wasn't good in Cleveland again. Like, I mean, can they can they put a dome over there? I mean, it's killing my Jesus. fantasy numbers, dude. I mean, geez Louise. But Wentz is turning the ball over way too much. Yep. And he's, he's he got looks, all of looks his like weapons a mental back thing. too. He's got all of his weapons back for the most part too, outside of like Deshaun Jackson. 
I mean, 14 points against the Browns. He hasn't scored more than 14-4 in three straight games. You got Seattle coming up next on Monday Night Football. I can't trust him. There's no way I'm playing Carson Wentz. I mean, I know Seattle's defense stinks. It's been better lately, but I can't trust Carson Wentz. I can't. If Dallas Goddard uh, was a good start this week and he had a nice stat line, Zach Ertz is close to coming back. Yep, Zach Ertz is back Rodgers, Richard Rodgers is getting more burned too. So, I mean, like that's going to change when Ertz comes back, you would think. But, geez, Louise Wentz is just – he went from a guy that like was playing ugly real football but still producing fantasy-wise – to playing ugly real football and stinking in fantasy. So yeah, I can't it, it, it stinks across the board right now for Carson Wentz. I mean, no matter what it is, if you're a Phil- I know the Philadelphia I know the Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio phone lines are on fire right now. I know they're calling for the kid, but with a child to win this division, you really can't put Hurts in there. But you listen, it's this is this is if I'm in Philadelphia, see when they drafted Hurts, Mike, I think they knew they had an issue with this with, with, with Wentz. You would think so. You don't draft a quarterback when you have faith in your number one, especially, uh, you know, a guy who is so highly touted coming out of college and uh, has had success in the league. I mean, he had that one year where he was playing at an MVP level before he uh, injured his knee. I believe it was against the Rams. But since then, man, he's been shaky at best. Yeah, no, he that he was having an MVP year, and then after that, it kind of it kind of went down the hill from there. It seems like it's in his head; his, his his feet are all over the place. He's not setting himself. Um, he is really really struggling right now, and um, and it's going to be interesting to see how his situation in the offseason plays out. Mm-hmm. He's already got the big money, but listen, they'll they'll figure out a way to walk away from that. Speaking of walk away, uh, it's time for the Detroit Lions to walk away from one Matt Patricia, go on the road <laughs> to an XFL quarterback, and get shut out by the Panthers. That's Twenty bad, to nothing. Uh, DJ Moore with a good game yesterday, but the Lions stink, bro. Yeah, they're bad. I mean, you know, they they were down Swift, Galladay, and Amendola, so that didn't help. Stafford had a terrible game. Uh, his weapons weren't there. Marvin Jones couldn't get it done, even though you would think the targets would be there. TJ Hawkinson was pretty solid again. I mean, he's giving you you know around twelve points per game. That's pretty good at tight end this season. But it, it was bad. Adrian Peterson and Carryon Johnson both. Neither one of these guys could get anything done, despite the great matchup. And so now you're just crossing your fingers and hoping that Swift is back and Galladay is back for the Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving Day game against Houston because that could be a high-scoring affair. Uh, if they're not back, hard to trust anybody there in Detroit right now outside of TJ. Yeah, no, I would agree with you on that. So it's going to be – we have to see how that situation plays out going into Wednesday, um, going into kickoff. You'd like to see Swift get out there because it's a game where he could be a, a viable fantasy asset. If not, it's kind of going to be tough, you know, with Galladay being hurt to play anybody – on the uh on the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Oh, on the Ravens and the Titans yesterday, Mike. So yeah. the, the here's the thing, right? I, mm-hmm. I like the way J.K. Dobbins looked. I thought he played well. Really good. Marquise Brown, if you're calling for the football and you're being a squeaky wheel, then catch the ball. Well, he's he, he's at this point. Can you even hold him? It's not even ten team leagues. Right he's now. waiver wire fodder. Twelve team leagues. He's becoming waiver wire fodder. Yep. I don't, you can't trust him. You can't. They got Pittsburgh coming up on Thanksgiving. Good luck. You think I'm starting him against the Steelers? Hell no. So yep. I drop him. I mean, I would. He hadn't done anything this season, really. So, um, but but let's talk about J.K. Please let this be the passing of the torch. This is yeah. the first time that John Harbaugh actually went to one back, and he was great. He played 40 snaps. He had 17 touches. Now, the Steelers are tough. So, I mean, I'm not saying J.K. Dobbins is a must-start moving forward. Uh, in the uh, preseason uh, or non-existent preseason, he was my uh, stash and cash player. 
uh, J.K. Dobbins. So I'm hoping that this turns out to be the start of something very beautiful from a fantasy perspective. But uh, you never can tell with that Ravens backfield. But it was nice to see uh, one guy in particular, J.K. Dobbins, who was the best back they have, uh, start to see more of a featured role for the first time. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think uh, the Dobbins thing is, is, is I think it has some steam. He played well against Baltimore last time. It was a part of a committee. But now, you know, like you said, if, if it is him moving forward, you got to feel pretty good about J.K. Dobbins. Yep. I had him in my lineup in the Kings Classic yesterday. I was pretty satisfied with that. Yep. Being in my lineup again this week, mainly for depth purposes, you know, I can't really fool, fool around with that too much. You got two flexes in that league. So I Dude, do think that that one is interesting. What's up, Mike? I, uh Boy, I tell you, I, I may, maybe I was uh, just playing lucky. Kings Classic, I got, like, I'm doing pretty well. I'm in first place, tied for first place. Uh, I played Nelson Aguilar and James White this week. I thought Nelson Aguilar was a good play this week. So, um, dude, you yeah. you can crap on Nelson Aguilar all you want, not you in particular, but people. Dude, look at his numbers. He scores a touchdown every week, every seemingly. game, every yep. single game. He's become a guy they go to. So, um, yeah. I, I think the Nelson Aguilar is a good thing. Now, I'm playing our boy Dave Richard in the Kings Classic. Right, mm-hmm. I got like a 90 point lead. But he does have like four players going tonight. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> I don't think he can catch me. But yeah. you you never know on Monday Night Football. I've been walked down twice. You know who's walked me down this year? Um, Naheen Himes has uh, been yeah, thorn yeah. in my – I catch Naheen Himes' good games. I know, right, exactly. Like, and it's impossible to predict. Like if you have a culture – like last night – or yesterday, excuse me, it was Taylor who had yep. – he had a featured role. Like, we just are not going to know every single week. We're just not going to know, and it sucks. It, it's tough, but it is what it is. Now, the running back position is tough. Um, 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 Justin Herbert continues to get it done. Nothing really to talk about, at least that's something I'm missing with uh, with, with, with Jets and Chargers. He didn't what need I, the what hair. I like to see is didn't awesome. Matter. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't need What I would like to see, Mike, is uh, Austin Eckler. I, dude, me too. I have a couple of uh, leagues where he's – uh, yeah, he's sitting on my IR spot, just waiting for him to come back. Hopefully it's soon, but you kill him I mean, geez, Louise, you get away from Adam Gase and even that guy's good. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, the yardage in terms of rushing wasn't there, but he was targeted a ton in that game. I mean, the Jets stink, but I mean, geez, this is three games in a row. So they've got Buffalo, I believe coming up next on the schedule. I don't know if Eckler's going to be back or not, but He's been good, man. I mean, Kalen Balazs is like an RB two right now, which is crazy. It's like the it's like the the most twenty twenty thing about fantasy football. Kalen Balazs is an RB two, and so is some guy named Salvin Ahmed. How about yeah, that? No, nah, it's it's it. Listen, it's it, like you said, it's twenty twenty. We mm-hmm. don't know what the situation is going to be, but no matter what year it is, you can always count on Fitz Magic to come off the bench and get it warmed up. <laughs> I know, man. Crazy dude, like. When I saw that, I was like, oh, let this be a – and I like to. I really do. But let's be honest. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better fantasy quarterback, and he's better for the top offensive skill positions in terms of no fantasy. Doubt. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, in my NFFC league, I had Devontae Park in the lineup. So when I see Fitzmagic, I'm like, oh, let's go, baby. It, you're loving it. You're loving it. But uh, it, it looks like, too, is going to get the job back. And they've got the Jets coming up. So, I mean, that's interesting. The Jets stink. So, like, I mean, maybe two is a 2QB option this week. I mean, I don't know if I'm starting them in a, in a traditional – with with no buys, so you got every quarterback available to you. But two QB leagues, I mean, yeah, he's going to be on the radar. Yep. Um, our Cowboys was able to go and get it done yesterday. Uh, Mike, 
Uh, be, and I, you know what? I when 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 Van Der Esch made that goal line stand, when they mm-hmm. made that like he more no that's the drive. Cook scored on that drive, but they got him all the way to fourth down, and I was like, this team came to play today. Yeah, and um, uh, and 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 they did, and they, and they played well. They played um, tough against I Pittsburgh thought, too. Uh, I mean, Cooper you know, did what he's supposed to do. Uh, I thought Andy Dalton was solid. Mm-hmm. Probably the best we've seen Ezekiel Elliott play this yep. year. Meaningful. And then the C.D. Lamb touchdown catch. How good is he? Bro, he's awesome. Like, I know a lot of people were like, oh, we need defense. And I, they do. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Dude, this kid's a stud. He's going to be a number one wide receiver. If you got him in yep. Dynasty, you are smiling, man. I mean, he is an absolute beast. This guy is going to be – he already is very good. Imagine what a year of experience is going to do for him uh, going into 2021 and actually having, hopefully, a normal offseason and, 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 you know, OTAs and, and training camp. I mean, boy, he's going to be good. He's such a good player. Dalvin Cook, solid yesterday. Adam Thielen continues to be a fantasy superstar as well as the up-and-comer Justin Jefferson. Oh, you know what? And, and there was, there was a, a long stretch where Jefferson hadn't done anything. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, he goes off against the Bears and he can't do anything against the Cowboys. I mean, really. And then he had the touchdown and, you know, all was right in, uh, in, in the fantasy world. Adam Thielen had a big game, which we kind of expected. But Jefferson's – boy, the NFL's got some good young wide receivers between Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb. I think Jalen Rieger at some point will end up being a pretty good player. Uh, T. Higgins, I, there's a lot of good young wide receivers in the league, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch these guys sort of grow up in the NFL and uh, and produce big-time numbers for our fantasy for our fantasy teams. I agree with you 100%. I, you got to really like the talent that's coming out. Hopefully, Henry Ruggs can join these guys at some point. I know, right? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, been, he's been non-existent. I mean, he hadn't done anything since he scored that long touchdown against Kansas City at Arrowhead. I mean, he's 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 a field stretcher. He's just not a guy who's going to get a lot of targets. That's all. So yeah, Exactly. Um, and maybe they figure out a way to, to, to work him in and incorporate him a, a little bit better. We've right. seen Edward Talia look real good last night also as well. So, um, you know, I, I think this was a solid week. I did, I did pretty well. Was able to put up 135 in the NFFC. You know, even with with um with Le'Veon Bell in my lineup and all. Somebody who's my other? Who's my? I, can't I mean, even, he scored for you at least, yeah, right? Yeah. Listen, my RB two is uh was a, a disaster. I think I might have had Brian Hill in there. No, not Brian Hill. DJ Dallas in there. So mm, listen, yeah, you know, he's trying to figure it out at the running back position. And it seems like I'm always I am this time of year, but that's why I need you to tell me what's going on on the waiver wire so we can <laughs> hopefully make a strong push. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So weeks 14, 15, and 16, I can be in the tournament. All right, we'll start off with the quarterbacks. Uh, Taysom Mills, obviously the guy to get if he's available in ESPN leagues. I mean, he's like 80 something percent owned, but on Yahoo, it's only 42. Uh, Derek Carr's got Atlanta this week. Philip Rivers, I don't love the matchup, but he did have nearly 19 points against the Titans earlier. In the season, Kirk Cousins is coming off a big game against the Cowboys. He's got the Panthers, not a great matchup. Uh, Tua's got the Jets. He's going to be the starter. So um, two QB leagues, Daniel Jones, same thing. He's got the Bengals this week. Alex Smith has got the Cowboys uh, on Thanksgiving running backs. We talked about J.K. Dobbins. Wayne Gallman needs to be owned across the board. Yes. Uh, the Giants had a bye, so he didn't get picked up in a lot of leagues. But he's got a touchdown in four straight games. He's got the Bengals this week. James White was dropped in a ton of leagues. But now that Rex Burkhead is hurt, he is back on the fantasy radar. Pick him back up. Uh, Savan Ahmed, uh, as long as Miles Gaskin is out, uh, is the guy in Miami. And then remember to handcuff those backs. I mean, you talked about Brian Hill. If you got Gurley, go get Hill. If you've got Chris Carson, who should be back this week, go get Carlos Hyde. Uh, be smart about that. Wide receivers, 
Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. only had three catches, but he had a touchdown against Green Bay. He's got the Titans this week. They gave up 19 points to him a couple of weeks ago. Cole Beasley, don't forget about him. Cole Beasley had a big game before the bye week, and uh, John Brown got hurt in that one. They got the Chargers coming up. We talked about Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Jalen Rieger's worth a look because they've got Seattle coming up next. Alan Lazard had a stinker, uh, but you want shares of that Packers passing game, and uh, Lazard is a guy that you can pick up. Uh, Rashad Perriman also in some deeper leagues. He's actually been pretty good the last few weeks, despite the fact that he plays for the Jets. At tight end, Dalton Schultz, uh, six targets. He's got 21 targets in his last three games. Uh, he got the football team coming up on Thanksgiving Day. He's worth a look. So is Jordan Reed, six targets before the bye. And, of course, George Kittle is out. They've got the Rams this week. We talked about the Eagles tight ends. Jordan Akins, if you're in a deeper league, had six targets. He plays the Lions on Thanksgiving. And because I love kickers, because I got to give them love, because they're people too, Tyler freaking Bass, man, before the bye week, hit on 54, 55, 58, 18 fantasy points, 14 plus points on three of his last four games. He's been more reliable than Lamar Jackson for crying out loud. And that's not hyperbole, man. He's been, he's been really good. Um, uh, I, I would say that, uh, that he needs to be added off the wire as well, because you know what? Points are points. All right. There you go right there. Um, so got Thanksgiving coming up this week. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if this is the last time you'll hear from me and Mike this week, but there will be some audio content. Don't forget, Sit Start does come out still Wednesday morning as scheduled, right, Mike? That's right. It'll be there. It will be there waiting for you all to check it out. And then, obviously, when you get to Thanksgiving week, you know that's when it's really, really time for the rubber to meet the road in fantasy football if you have not done so yet, SI Fantasy Plus. So, for my guy, Michael Fabiano, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, SI Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. We are out.